The time is now eight minutes to seven. Now, if ever there were an election in which tactical voting might prove to be important, this surely is it, given that there's no single party with a clear lead. But how many of us actually set out to use our vote tactically? How many of us would even know how to do it? I'm joined by Professor Stephen Fitch, Steve Fisher, who is a tutor in politics at Trinity College, Oxford, and Tom de Grunwald, who is the co-founder of Swap My Vote. That is a website designed to uh, encourage tactical voting. Uh, Professor Fisher, how much of it happens? How, and how can we be sure that it does happen and has an effect? So uh, we know uh, the rates of tactical voting from election surveys. Um, the academic surveys show that about 8% of voters at recent elections, so all elections since uh, 92 really, um, voted tactically. And that's about 2,300,000. How, how do we know that? Sorry, but just quickly, how, how do we know that? So we asked some voters a question, uh, why did you vote that way? And one of the responses that they have is, I really preferred another party, but it had no chance okay. of winning in this constituency. Right. And the people who picked that option, uh, we say are tactical voters, but we do check that their other answers are consistent with that response. Right. And does that fit in with your assumptions, uh, Tom Grimwell? Yeah, I, th I mean, I, I think there's a, a great demand for uh, making votes count for more. So I think I think I, I'm surprised actually that eight percent. You know, it's a high figure, but it doesn't actually surprise me that that much. But you're actually setting out to encourage people to do more tactical voting. I mean, isn't that, given that we have a particular system, first past the post and all that, isn't that almost a negation of what elections should be about? Well, I think it's. It's interesting. It's an interesting question. If I can turn it the other way around, it's almost that first past the post is the negation, in a way. What of real democracy? In a way, I, th I think that I mean I think at 2010 um, election, 70% of votes were wasted according to the Electoral Reform Society. So that's 50% were cast for candidates who didn't win. And a further 20% were cast for candidates who didn't need those votes. But you'd accept that argument only if you believed that uh, proportional representation was a better system. I, I think, I mean, I, I think that people want to see representation. Uh, they want to see their views on policies count and be, be spoken in Parliament. So it, I think that, for me, that would be the, the, the sort of definition of, of a wasted vote when, when, when those those views aren't actually getting heard. On the other hand, you could argue, couldn't you, that, uh, again, that is democracy. We vote for somebody. Our vote um, is uh, ineffective. Let's, <laughs> let's use that word. We don't get the candidate we want. But that doesn't mean that democracy has failed, does it? It just means that in our system, the person who gets the most votes wins the election. That's that. If only, if only things were, were that simple. And actually, it's, it's interesting, isn't it, when you see... Um, the, the landscape at the moment with uh, the likelihood of a hung parliament, coalitions, um, minority governments, who knows even second elections that I think I think a, an earlier person on the channel just said that it was like a multi-dimensional multi game of chess. Yes. Um, you know, I, th I think there's a, there's a big problem actually with the act of voting that there's so many different uh, games going on at once, if you like. You're voting for a local candidate, you're vote, voting for a national party, and I think in many ways, and and the leaders make this make this point themselves a lot, you're also voting for a prime minister. Mm. So there's so many things going on at once, and it's very difficult to actually, you know, get all of, all of that meaning 
encapsulated in a, a single cross on a so, ballot so, paper. So, Steve Fisher, do you think that there will be a lot more tactical voting this time around? I think there will be a bit more, um, mainly bit because more. Uh, there are more people who are supporting third or lower place parties in their constituency, particularly with the rise of the Greens and UKIP. And also, um, people really care which out of the Conservatives and Labour win at this election because there's a big difference between their spending plans and uh, it's a very close race, so people will be thinking that their vote matters a bit more. Right, so people who are listening to you now and saying, how can I be helped to choose the way I vote? What? Give us an example of a tactical vote as against a straightforward vote in a, in a, let's call it a swing, well, assume a swing constituency, because presumably if we're talking about those seats where there are massive Labour or Tory or whatever majorities, it, it, it doesn't apply. So you're talking mm -hmm. here about swing seats. Um, I think it's most influential in swing seats. So take a, a marginal Conservative seat uh, like Chester, um, Labour a second, the key question for people who support Greens and Liberal Democrats and UKIP is, you know, if they're thinking about voting tactically, which out of Labour and Conservative they prefer and vote for that one, um, providing they're not uh, mostly concerned about expressing their own views. Right, and, and you would expect to see much more of that simply because there are so many parties in contention this time and so many of them, well, not, not that we've only got two parties still we've, with the chance to form the next government, but nonetheless, you'd expect to see much more of it. Yes, um, it's it's a balance of different factors. And one other way of putting it is uh, there's so much at stake uh, for people that even though they d might prefer lots of these smaller parties now, um, they still care which of the two main parties wins. And uh, there's still and then there's about a million more people whose preferred party is coming third or lower in their constituency. Thank you very much indeed, Professor Steve Fisher and Tom de Grunwald. Thanks both.